How's it going, lovebirds? You're now tuned in to the podcast that brings you real relationship advice from real relationship experiences. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr., and on today's episode of the Good Relationships Podcast, first and foremost, I want to I want to say I hope everybody is, you know, staying safe, staying healthy, and you know, with everything going on in the nation, <clears throat> I really hope that we can all stick together and, you know, work together to just get through this. So, <clears throat> apart from that, today's episode will be about <clears throat> keeping your relationship <laughs> between you and your partner as much as possible. And what do I even mean by that? <clears throat> so, whenever you're in a relationship, you will always be able to seek counsel from anybody. And what I'm saying doesn't mean to not seek counsel from anyone. I'm basically saying that even when you're seeking counsel, always just take their words as advice and then you be the person that makes the final decision on everything, you know? So even if they're giving you advice where you really agreed with it, <clears throat> you definitely just want to make sure that you're just taking whatever they're saying into consideration because at the end of the day, they may have experienced like a similar situation, but it's extremely different for multiple reasons. If you are the person that is in a relationship and you have a partner, that relationship is very different and special between you two. You know, so no one from the outside will really understand or comprehend what kind of special things you two really have. <laughs> uh, what do I mean by that? Basically, if you are with another person, then you're going to be seeing things that other people don't see. You know, you're going to be seeing quirks. You're going to be seeing the way they laugh, the way they smile just the way they may touch you, you know, it's just a little bit different. So no matter what people's opinions are always are, are already um, a little bit lesser in face value because they don't have that emotional attachment to the person that you're seeking advice to. So if you're, if you're like seeking that counsel, you have to remember like this person they don't have any kind of actual emotional attachment. And if they do, then I don't know, that's a little bit different. But for the most part, if they're if they're coming from an advice only standpoint, then you have to remember, even if it's something where they're saying that you should or shouldn't do it, you shouldn't go out with that person. You shouldn't marry that person. You shouldn't spend so much time with that person, anything, or you should, you know, you should really consider um, marrying this person. You should really consider, you get the point. <clears throat> so you have to remember that they don't have that emotional attachment. So <laughs> their their advice, it can be completely sound and it, it can be completely good advice, but you really just want to take their advice and make the final decision because you you one you never really want to in the future blame anybody else. You know, you, you never really want to say, well, I feel regret because so and so or 
um, I could have had this person if it wasn't for so-and-so. You know, you, you don't really want to get caught up in that dynamic by itself, you know. So um, apart from that, if you're the kind of person that is faced with a really big relationship decision, you know, if at the, at the least, if you're going to seek counsel because it's just extremely tough for you to handle by yourself, seek multiple people, you know, like it's, it's an important thing uh, what you're doing. So seek multiple people before you make that final decision. Um, and what, what am I saying? I'm basically saying that <clears throat> relationships in general are extremely important. You know, they're probably the most important thing that we have, you know, and what there's not too many, you know, situations that don't involve some kind of relationship with a person, um, a animal, a video game, you know, <laughs> anything. You have some kind of relationship with everything. So you really want to, you know, practice making decisions that you can personally live with. You know, you don't want to just take one person's advice or you don't want to just always go into decisions by yourself because you could be missing some things that you really do need to see, you know, and this is why I say it's not the worst thing to seek counsel because they may have a perspective that you don't even have yet, you know, so if they, they may be the kind of person that has gone through 50 of those scenarios that, that you're going through right now and this is your first time. So you have to be able to kind of spot and fill out these people, you know, <laughs> or, um, you know, take your situation and really think, you know, look at their life, say to yourself, like, if they have everything that I have, they have that healthy marriage, they have that healthy uh, three-month relationship, they have that healthy three-year relationship, you know, really look and see how they are, you know, look and see are are they happy together, and if those uh, are the relationships that you want to emulate, then those are the people you should definitely seek counsel from, you know. Um, if someone hasn't been in your scenario, it's 100% okay to seek counsel from them, but you have you also have to remember that they haven't had the personal experience where their emotions are involved in it. And, and <clears throat> what I'm saying by emotions involved, when your emotions are tied to a situation, then it makes you really become um, attached to a, a thing or individual, mainly a person in this sense of what I'm talking about. It's if you're with a person and you have some extremely emotional event, it could be a happy moment, a sad moment, a very fearful moment, you know, you're going to remember those things. So you're going to, you know, remember how you felt during certain times, you know, using recall. So if you're dealing with another person who's going through a similar situation, then, you know, they can most likely give you a, a very good perspective. But if you're dealing with someone who is, you know, peering from, from a bird's eye view, they're, they're viewing from the outside and they just are noticing some things that you're not really noticing yourself, then that for sure is another person that you should definitely really consider, 
you know, their perspective at the least. Um, some counsel, maybe, if if you see that they're possibly in the opposite relationship situation as you as you and you haven't experienced that in a in a in a while. And what I mean by that is say you're in a relationship and you're at a point in your life where you feel like you're, you know, feeling like your body is trying to push you towards new things or your mind, your whole lifestyle, like everything is pushing you towards a different direction. Things just don't seem like they're very clear or you don't really feel like you're on your right life's path, then and you look at the counsel of that person who's on the opposite side of that, like maybe they're single and they're pursuing like different things. Maybe they're, you know, focusing on self-love or things like that. I'm going to get some water. Sorry about that. Um, Then you're definitely going to want to say, okay, I see how you are and you're single and it looks like you're happy. You know, what advice can you give me for someone who I mean, I've been in a relationship. Maybe you have been in a relationship before you were single, unless they've been single their whole life, which would be, um, you know, it could be possible. Sure. But if they have been single for some time and they're finding their happiness and that, then you most definitely want to hear what they got to say, because all of these perspectives is going to help you make the decision that is right for you. So it's completely possible. And this is part two of this topic, by the way. It's completely possible to have other people put you in the mindset where you're not really even open to opportunities that you truly do want to entertain. Maybe even with people that you want to entertain, but you may have some kind of fear or some kind to some kind of like worry that your friends will think something or say something or you know something that you just don't want to deal with you know it may stop you from making plans with a certain per- a person or it may stop you from truly being yourself around someone because you consciously have it in your mind that I I probably don't want to <clears throat> really be myself with this person or spend too much time with this person because, um, you know, so-and-so of my friend group would definitely not like this person. And you don't want to be criticized for the kind of people that you want into your life, you know. And I've seen this so many times where people really miss out on opportunities, even friendships, because they just don't seem to either like at the and I hate to say like look the same but I'll just say like um have similar um front <clears throat> like front hobbies like um things that you may have in common that are on the surface so I'll, I'll just call those like surface hobbies you know it's like oh I know we both play basketball so cool that's something that we can relate on early on 
and down the line we'll find things that we may have in common with each other. Um, but something that is not surface hobby may be that you like to um, you like to volunteer at this certain event once every month. You know, that's just something that you probably don't ever talk about to many people um, unless it's a big thing that you do. You do. Um, but for the most part, they're not going to see those kind of things. But they may have that in common with you. They may have some background where they actually want to do that or they, they enjoy volunteering themselves and they just haven't had the opportunity to um, get into that. So <clears throat> right off the bat, if you are meeting someone new and you don't really know their surface hobbies, then you may be missing out on an opportunity to connect with someone on a deeper level. Some, you know, because those surface hobbies, if you really think about it, it's those surface hobbies that when you really start to um, find those things that you have in common with other people, that you really start to build a special and unique kind of relationship. So an example of that is maybe you like chess, you know, maybe you like to uh, journal or do poetry or do some kind of art, but you keep it personal to yourself. You know, you don't really talk about it. And when you're not talking about it, it's not that thing that you're you're displaying whenever you're meeting new people. You know, it's not like people walk around with their art or they walk around singing, you know, um, <clears throat> it's just those things that you keep to yourself and if it comes up, it comes up. So my point is when those things do come up, then it's the exact time to basically really deeply connect with people who have similar things in common. The moment you find out that someone else likes chess and you haven't played chess in a long time, you know, you may sit there and play chess for five or six hours and, and deeply connect with someone. You know, it wasn't that initial um, meet and greet or surface hobby that you you initially met them at or you initially wanted to dive deeper into the relationship. But, you know, the surface hobby that you have is just so much different than whatever deeper hobbies you have going on that you rarely share with people. So, um, and my point is, those deeper hobbies, those deeper connections, when you're in a relationship with someone, they can get extremely, you know, extremely emotional once you get attached to someone. So, these are the things that are like using the bathroom while, you know, I, the, while they're in the bathroom, I don't know, maybe one person's showering, maybe one person's using, using the restroom, or even like being intimate to the point where you're sleeping with another person and how they sleep, you know, or if they snore, like things like that. You, when you start to fuse those things and then you realize like the more you get comf comfortable with a, with the person, it can get extremely emotional. You can get extremely emotionally attached. So when you are able to become comfortable with someone, 
you're really touching the point of you're getting closer to being your true self with someone. And when you're able to do that, no matter what relationship you've been in, you know, at that point in time, if you were able to connect with that person enough to feel comfortable, then you most definitely will have will have some kind of emotional attachment. You may not believe so. You may think that you're in multiple relationships and you're like, hey, I'm I'm perfectly unemotionally attached. But if you were to um, restart that relationship with them, it wouldn't be like any kind of fresh thing. You know, even if you feel like you're, you're able to completely move on, if you were to figuratively start that relationship with them uh, again, then you wouldn't be starting from zero. So that being said, you do have some kind of emotional attachment. You know, you have some kind of history. Um, <clears throat> and I hope that made sense. So because you have that emotional attachment, whenever it comes to situations um, that involve, and not just like breakups, but pretty much anything that involves uh, <laughs> this person or thing in, in an outside relationship with a different person who's not as close and they don't have the emotional involvement, then that's what I'm saying you have to be extremely careful about. Because at this point, you have like heartstrings that are connected to the other person. And you could potentially have someone on the outside playing these heartstrings for you. You know, you could potentially have this person um, controlling you and even controlling your relationship and not even knowing it because you're just kind of taking advice and you're you're just hoping the best because you just don't feel like you need to really consider what the other person is saying. And I'm not saying everyone is like that, but if you are the kind of person that struggles with making um, you know, relationship decisions, or if you're this, just the kind of person that just likes to reach out and ask for advice, that's the kind of person I am. You know, I like to um, just seek counsel as much as possible. I like to share whatever relationship situations are going on in my life. And, you know, if I hear different um, perspectives and I like one, then I may think about that one a lot more than the one that I didn't really resonate with. You know, it doesn't mean I'll choose either or, um, and it doesn't mean that there's one perfect or exact way to do something because there's so many different um, ways that a scenario can play out. Even when you think that your, um, your decision is so sound, you could be caught in a situation where the exact decision that you were making can be turned around. And this is like, for example, if you are experiencing um, some kind of tough relationship with your significant other and you start an argument and in the middle of the argument, you're, you're thinking like, you know what, it doesn't matter uh, what I say to this person, they're not going to leave me, you know, <laughs> like that's just the thought, like it doesn't matter what I say or do. This person loves me so much that they won't leave me. And that could be like your your forethought. And then on the back end, that person is like leaving out the door and you didn't even know it. But that's that's like the last time you have an actual relationship with that person. So you have to really remember like that could have came from just the multiple thoughts in your head of, um, yeah, I know 
that this situation will play out this way. So I'm not going to worry about this possibility or this possibility. It's like, no, no matter what decision it is, especially in relationships, because like I said earlier, relationships are just so profoundly um, important in, in every aspect of your life. And if you don't have any relationships with anyone, then I, well, I personally wouldn't know what that's like, but I can remember being extremely lonely at one point and I was just not connecting with people relationally. So, um, and a lot of opportunities open up as well with relationships in life, like infinite possibilities. But back to what I was saying. If you are personally that person who is on that, that um, you have that forethought and you're thinking, okay, this possibility is gone, this possibility is gone, then I can just be this way. You have to really check yourself with every single relationship decision. Every single relationship decision is most likely important if you want the end outcome to be the way that you truly want it to be, which there's really only two, two. you know, it's either you want to be with this person or you don't want to be with this person. You know, it's not really too many other options. Um, but it's really wherever your focus is at most of the time, if, you're, if your end goal is you do want to be with this person, then it makes the in-between a lot easier. You know, if you don't want to be with this person, then it's the same thing. You know, it makes your decisions easier, but it's just going to look a different kind of way. You're going to say things a lot differently. You're going to do things a lot differently because you don't want to actually be with this person. So, and that's a whole nother topic of, you know, why you're with someone you don't want to be with. Um, there's multiple reasons why you, why it happens. But on the opposite end, uh, we'll just stick to when you do want to be with someone and you're really being considerate of each decision, then with that focus and that end goal, you're going to find that it's extremely easier to get through these situations and not have to seek as much counsel from other people. So if you are focused on being with this person, then you will do the thing that it takes <laughs> is all that I'm saying. You will go the extra mile because you care. You know, and the more you care, the, the more you, that you'll do, the more that you'll invest, the more time you'll invest, the more energy, the more emotion, emotion. So um, that's pretty much it. Be careful, be cautious, but at the same time, just be a good listener whenever you're seeking counsel from anyone. It's, it's extremely valuable and important information. But you definitely want to take that information and just make it your own as much as possible and truly just remember which goal you have. If you want to be with that person and you don't want to be with that person, you know, whichever one it is, you know, make sure you stick to that goal so that you don't get um, sidetracked. Or if you do get sidetracked, then, hey, maybe that's what's supposed to happen. But you just don't want to be caught up in a situation where you're just stuck, you know, you don't want to feel stuck, because that's not good for anybody, you know, so um, that's really all I have for you today.
Thank you, as always, for listening, lovebirds. And as always, stay blessed, not stressed. How's it going, lovebirds? You're now listening to the podcast that brings you real relationship advice from real relationship experiences. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr. And on today's episode of the Good Relationships Podcast, we will simply just be talking about self-love and what that means inside of a relationship and any kind of relationship, not just romantic ones or anything that it seems extremely personal, but any kind of relationship. It can be a relationship with your pets or a, a thing, your diet, you know, your relationship with your diet and your health and how self-love just really kind of involves all of that. You know, it plays a big role and a big part in any kind of relationship that we have that's part of our life. So, you know how we do. We go straight into the topic and I'll just start by saying if you don't really have an idea of what self-love is and I say that for the simple fact that self-love doesn't just mean love yourself (laughs) like it doesn't just mean love yourself in a way that whatever love means to you you know it's self-love is is so important to the point where it not only means love yourself but it means in the action of loving yourself do what's always best for yourself and I know you're thinking wow maybe you're very selfish in thinking that and I honestly think that being selfish is the highest form of self-love and I say that for the simple fact that when you are truly loving yourself you ne- you most definitely have to protect yourself in ways that you never really thought that you would you know you never really thought that you would make these kind of decisions or or basically put yourself in positions where you could be hurt or any kind of situation that you didn't think that you would be in, you know, really saying, oh, I love myself. It's not just saying, well, oh, I'm putting love into what I think is best for me and I'm just going to do this and I am not going to put myself in harm's way or I'm not going to take myself away from this situation because it's hurting me. But it's kind of like... Instead of just being involved with someone simply out of your character, just because you're a good person, because you love yourself in the sense of, oh, I love everybody and I want to be a good person. And that's what I think a good person would do. It would be it would be saying, like, no, self-love is realizing that I most likely need to remove myself from this situation because I'm not just loving myself in the sense of making others happy, but I'm loving myself in the sense of I need to protect my mind. I need to protect my body. I need to protect my peace. You know, it's not just loving, just, just, you know, accepting that you're a good, you're a good person in the sense of love, just treating yourself right. It's like, no, you, you have 
to really take responsibility because it's just is deeper it's deeper than <clears throat> what we think self-love is and and the clearest example I can say that to be is well when people believe self in self-love they're thinking well if I can invest in my health and just books maybe to increase their mental health um, they may go to um, social activities or have they may go to church for their spiritual health or whatever you know things that are improving their health versus self-love being well <clears throat> okay I am eating these foods and I know that improving my health I love myself to literally protect my body and my mental health from the bad foods that I am putting in my body not just because I love myself enough to do it but because I have the highest potential of increasing longevity if I do this I have the highest potential to spend a better quality of time with the people around me and I'm not just investing into the books or the material or the people that can tell me about these things in, in terms of self-love that I need to do it. But out of self-love for myself, I need to actually put action into doing it. I need to love myself enough to put the action into reality so that I can show the fruits of actually loving myself enough. So I hope that that kind of separates what I mean when I say you know, not just love yourself, but you need to love yourself. You know, it's 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 the same thing, but I'm just expressing that it's so much deeper than just saying, oh, I love myself. <laughs> so, oh, I love myself. You know, if someone's asking you, hey, do you love yourself? We keep it so much on a surface level that we're like, yeah, I love myself. You know, of course, I I love, I may love the way that I look. Or I love this about my life and whatnot. But what I'm suggesting is that whenever it comes to self-love, that we have to really accept like, hey, <laughs> I love myself enough to give myself the best possible chance at the greatest future that I could ever have. And because of that, because I love myself enough, I'm going to, I'm going to most definitely love the way that I look, you know, I'm definitely going to love the position that I've been placed in, in life so that I can have an opportunity to make the best possible life that I can, you know, I do love myself enough to get out of bed and to, you know, fight depression and to really take advantage of this thing that we call life. And just try to discover myself one step at a time so that I, that I can love myself better, so that I can become the best version of myself. And it, it's tough because, of course, it's, it's easy to say that we may love ourselves when things aren't going bad or aren't going good um, or sorry, not going bad. But in reality, like there's going to be a lot of times where things aren't going good especially with like everything that's going on right now in, in the nation and 
will say, hey, you know, I do love myself, but when things get tough, that's when you really got to dig deep and really love yourself. You know, when when the times where it's like, oh, well, maybe I don't love myself for this situation that is occurring in your life and you don't know how, how to deal with it. Or it's just times are extremely tough for you and you never thought that you would be in this kind of position. You know, those times where you're really thinking, do I really love myself? You know, that's where you really have to love yourself. And, and that's my point. It's like, even when there doesn't seem like to, there to be any love, even when nobody else is showing that to you, you have that responsibility to love yourself. You have to take action in doing so because when those times are tough, you have to love yourself enough to pick yourself up during those times. You know, you have to love yourself enough to still love the way that you look when things aren't looking how you used to look back in the day. You have to love yourself enough to still love your health enough to invest in your health whenever, you know, you don't have the necessary, the, the, the ability to afford the same kind of healthy foods that you had. But you love yourself, you, you love yourself enough to find a way, to always find a way. You know, it, it's so much deeper and that's what we're, we're going to keep getting into. Um, the, 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 just the words loving yourself and the concept of doing so is what I'm getting at. It's, it's a lifestyle to really love yourself and, and it doesn't always seem and sound so happy. You know, it's, it's more so the idea that sometimes loving yourself won't look so appealing to others around you, you know. The, the way that you need to love yourself in order to protect yourself to, you know, produce longevity may mean, hey, maybe I'm not going to date for some time. And or maybe I am going to stick with this person because I know that this is the right person for me. It doesn't matter what guy or girl comes along who offers me anything better. I'm still I'm going to stick with this person because I know that it's the best thing for me long longevity wise and because I simply love myself to do this or it could be being that person in a relationship where everything is going good and you just get the feeling that you need to get out of that relationship you know nothing seems to be bad in the relationship and everything seems to be going good but you just feel it and your body's telling you, hey, you know, you love yourself, stay in this good relationship. And it's like, OK, well, I could stay in this good relationship and you sure things could go good, you know, but you love yourself enough to listen to your, your heart. You love yourself enough to listen to your 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 mind that's telling you, hey, <laughs> this isn't the right relationship for you. And on the outside, that's going to look so ugly. That's going to look so just not good to other people because they they don't understand that you're doing this because you love yourself enough to even take the action to do so. On the outside, they may assume you don't love yourself at all because you're you're giving up a great relationship, right? So, but they don't understand that it's so much deeper than just loving ourselves. It's like it's it can get it can it can seem dark sometimes when you when you really think about loving yourself you know do you love yourself enough to just really commit actions that you never thought that you would <laughs> you know you you may have to tough some things out 
that you don't want to tough out. And that could mean staying in a relationship that no, that everyone is telling you that you should get out of, <laughs> you know, just just replaying that same situation, but and uh, switching up the roles. It's like now, now you're in a relationship that's not treating you well and everything on the outside is telling you, hey, like you need to get out of this relationship. But, you know, you're listening to yourself. You're listening to your mind. You're listening to your heart. And, and when you feel that deeper connection and your, your you know, self-love is, hey, stick this relationship out. It's going to get better. Or stick this relationship out for some reason. Whatever it is, you know, that's self-love to even take the action to stay in those kinds of relationships. So it can it can seem dark sometimes, but... You know, loving yourself enough to take those actions when nobody else understands is really the goal. It's, it's the objective because just naturally doing that, you're going to produce longevity. You're going to produce the feelings of happiness in your own life. You know, it may not make sense to everybody else, but it doesn't have to. You know, it's it's the it's the emotional connection that you have with yourself to establish happiness so that you can you can truly feel peace during out your days. And that's that's truly loving yourself, you know. It's it's making sacrifices. So whenever you're making these sacrifices, just remember <laughs> that there will be some kind of reward that comes from doing that and it's going to be attached to, you know, the happiness that you you have had imagined for some time hopefully or at some point in life where you just really thought about something that would make you happy and and because that's just going to you know playing through your subconscious it gives you that opportunity to really make those things come to life and you just have to take those actions and you have to love yourself enough to take those actions so that you can really reach that that um, image that you had that image of happiness so yeah that's pretty much all I have for you today it's just loving yourself figuring out what loving yourself even means to you and just really kind of looking at separating the word love yourself from the action of loving yourself so that you can just really start to figure out what kind of actions will lead to that image of whatever you think happiness is and not just accepting that loving yourself is as easy as just saying so. So I hope you all are staying healthy and and safe. (laughs) Make sure that you guys are practicing social distancing and, and just staying hopeful, you know, not feeding so much into the negativity that they're promoting, but, um, that's being promoted in the news and whatnot, but also looking for that, that hopeful and positive news as well. So that's all I got for you. Lovebirds, stay blessed, not stressed.